بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما رسائل الشريف اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد وقال الله سبحانه وتعالى واذا سالك عبادي عني فاني قريب اجيب دعوه الداعي اذا دعان فليستجيبوا لي وليؤمنوا بي لعلهم يرشدون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الدعاء هو العباده as humans by nature we've been created to want more as humans by nature we've been created to want more the desire for more is in every one of us whether it be on a materialistic level or a spiritual level we're not just saying in worldly matters yes in worldly matters we're greedy but even from a spiritual point of view there is no one who doesn't want to progress we all want to better ourselves we want more and that more could be absolutely anything and every single one of us without any exception we all fall under this category and this applies to every single one of us um one thing as a muslim we agree and accept and believe that more can only come from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and no one else and nothing else whether it's sustenance whether it's a successful business whether it's a family whether it's to pass your driving test whether it's to be cured from an illness whether it's to pass your gcse's or your a levels or to graduate from university regardless whatever the situation the solution to your dream job or to your dream career or to your dream car whatever it is it's only in the hands of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now the thing is we have been given a means a very powerful means that whenever a desire like this does appear a person should resort to the means and that means is dua something very very simple but the problem today is it's very unfortunate that today we are too busy to make dua now you might think no we make dua all the time we after every salah we make dua and all the time we're always making dua okay answer me when was the last time you remember making a heartfelt dua a serious dua when it was a communication just between you and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and nothing else where you poured your heart out you begged and you asked him for your desire and there was no other distraction there whatsoever and it wasn't just one of those where you lift your hands you say a few words and you walk away as a ritual no a proper heartfelt dua when was the last time we made a heartfelt dua there's a question for me it's a question for you something for us to ponder upon what we normally think is dua is maybe the dua of the imam after salah the imam raises the hands allahumma anta salam wa minka salam now the imam's needs are different to your needs okay you might be making dua for a wife the imam might be making dua for a second wife who knows your your needs are different okay your needs are different to the needs of the imam 
Yes, that is also a dua. That's a dua when a time when dua is accepted after the salah. But is that it? Is that the only dua we're going to make? We're going to rely on somebody else? Or the other concept of dua we have is whenever anything happens or we meet people, we go around saying, make dua, make dua, make dua, make dua. So we requested the whole world to make dua, but I haven't made any dua for myself. And this is when Allah becomes angry. This is the difference between the creation and the creator. Do you know when somebody keeps asking you something, what happens? Eventually you get angry. Even if it's your own child, it could be your own sibling, it could be even your parent. There's a limit. And we, it's acceptable to a certain stage. But when somebody's just asking and asking and asking and asking and they don't stop, the time comes when you become angry. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the opposite. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam informs us, when a person doesn't make dua, malam yas'alillah yaghdaba alayhi. Whoever doesn't question Allah, whoever stops asking Allah for things, Allah becomes angry with him. Because Allah wants you to ask. And those people who don't ask, and who don't turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and don't engage in dua, not only does he become angry with them, the Quran says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that those people who are too arrogant to make dua. Allah speaks about dua in the Quran and he calls it ibadah. Ibadati. Inna alladhina yastakbiruna an ibadati. Ay ad-dua. The dua, the hadith mentions ad-dua huwa al-ibadah. Dua is the essence of worship. The meaning of salah in Arabic is dua. Salah, the meaning is dua. That's what it is. It's a prayer. It's a supplication to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So here we are being told that when you ask people, they become angry with you. You don't ask Allah, Allah is angry with you. When was the last time we asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the fulfillment of our needs? We ask the people. We have expectation from the people. But who is the giver? Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, when he mentions his most beloved people, who are the Anbiya alayhim salatu wasalam, the prophets. One thing he highlights from their lives is their dua. You will notice. He doesn't mention their entire life. He doesn't mention about how they used to fast or they used to pray. Maybe a little mention here or there. But the detail he gives of is their dua, how they made dua, what they said in their dua, and their mannerism and their etiquette with dua. Look at Surah Maryam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us regarding this great prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Zakariya alayhi salam. When he was in a situation, and he didn't only make dua in that situation. Why am I speaking about this anyway? Why are we talking about this? Because upon us is a month which is about to arrive, which is just over two weeks away, and this is the month of dua. These verses which I recited regarding dua, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking about Ramadan in the Quran and the fasting. And this is where he brings in these verses of the Quran. So this is a month of dua. If we are not in the habit of making dua out of Ramadan, when that special moment comes, the time and moments of dua, we will still be in this mode of not making dua and just going along with the maybe the few collective duas that take place but not making time for our individual dua we're expecting everybody else to pray for us 
But we need to ask Allah. We need to speak to Allah. Dua is a conversation. It's a dialogue. It's communication with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not a formality. It's not a ritual. It's not something you do on a, just only on certain occasions. It's you talk to Allah. It's a speech. It's a, it's, it's a communication. It's a convo. And we need to turn it into this. So Zakaria alayhi salam, look at the etiquette. Zakaria alayhi salam is making dua. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so impressed that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala records this in the Quran. Now Quran is now speaking about the mannerisms of Zakaria alayhi salam when he is making dua. Kaf haya ain saad. ذِكْرُ رَحْمَةِ رَبِّكَ عَبْدَهُ زَكَرِيَّةِ إِذْ نَادَى رَبَّهُ نِدَاءً خَفِيَّةِ Allah says this was a private supplication. It wasn't the imam's dua or the collective dua which is happening in the masjid. No, this was a private supplication. Zakariyah took time out from his busy schedule. He went where there is nobody else, only him and Allah. And he made إِذْ نَادَى رَبَّهُ نِدَاءً خَفِيَّةِ A private supplication. What did he say? First, he presented his weakness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He acknowledged that he is weak, he is humble. What did he say? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he said that I have become weak, my bones have become weak, my hair has become white, my back has become bent, my wife is even barren. And what did he say? He, instead of complaining, it wasn't a complaint. He said to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the reason I'm asking you is, وَلَمْ أَكُمْ بِدُعَاءِ رَبِّ شَقِيَّةِ I have never, ever been let down by you, O Allah. Whenever I have made dua to you, you have always answered me. Whether it was in my understanding or against my understanding, you've never let me down. Being positive. A negative person's dua is not accepted, remember this. If you're negative in your dua, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa says, Allah accepts your dua as long as you're positive. As soon as negativity comes in your dua, dua is not accepted. You want your dua to be accepted? Well, believe Allah is going to accept. He will accept it. If you have that doubt that he might not, well, Allah says, well, you're doubting me. You're doubting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You don't want your dua to be accepted. What, you think it's beneath me to accept your dua? No, nothing is beneath. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can do absolutely anything. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Make dua in such a manner you are convinced that this dua is going to be accepted. Why? Because the dua of the person who is not convinced is not accepted. So he continues to say that, Oh Allah, you've never ever let me down. So I'm praying to you on this occasion. And then he asked for something which according to the world, it's impossible. He had become very, very old. The scholars of Tafsir mentioned maybe up to 90 to 100 years old. His wife was beyond 80 years old. They have become so old. The wife is now barren. And what is he asking for? He's not just asking for some barakah in his job. He's not just asking for a cure from a certain illness or a headache. He's asking for something great and something which according to the world is impossible. He's asking for a child. He's asking for a child in this age. But he didn't give up. He didn't give up. This wasn't the first time he made dua. He continued to make dua. And on this occasion, he also said the same thing which he normally said. 
قال ربي حبلي من لدنك ذرية طيبة إنك سميع الدعاء again he repeats it again that oh Allah I am asking you for a child a pious child you always listen to the duas you always listen to the duas now the discussion isn't about the dua of Zakaria the discussion is about dua so dua is can you see how he spoke to Allah this is a conversation we need to learn how to speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just like the Anbiya alayhi wasalatu wasalam, they privately spoke to Allah. And there's no barrier of language. You don't have to say it in Arabic. Whatever you're comfortable with. You think Allah needs a translator? No. Even if you don't say anything, Allah knows what's in your heart. He knows what's concealed within the heart. Speak to Him in your language. In what you're comfortable with. Share with him your innermost feelings, your desires, your wants. Because it's only him who can remove them, who can fulfill your needs and remove the difficulties in our lives. So now we need to change from making the dua formality of Allah. This is our dua. We just finish like this and we carry on. We think I've made dua today. No. So what happens is Quran mentions, وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّاعِ إِذَا دَعَانَ فَلْيَسْتَجِيبُوا لِي وَلْيُؤْمِنُوا بِي لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْشُدُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that they ask you regarding me, tell them I am very near. I answer the dua of the person who makes dua when they make dua. So tell them to make dua to me, I will accept. Allah is Al-Mujib and He is the one who accepts the dua. So we need to learn to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala However, there are certain conditions, there are criteria. Um, one of them is being sincere in our dua, being humble in our dua. Look at Zakaria being the great personality that he is, but he went into a private area. He was humble before Allah. He presented his weakness. We need to present our weakness to Allah. We can't say, oh Allah, you don't have a choice, you have to, because it's me. And if you don't accept my dua, then that's unfair. A lot of us treat Allah in this way. Our attitude towards life and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, it's like this is how it is. We're complaining, we're thinking, well, why me? What have I done wrong? What did I do? What mistake did I, what have I done? I'm doing everything right. Why does it have to happen to me? Well, with that attitude, you're not going anywhere. The attitude stinks. This attitude is not liked by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You think the prophets were inferior? You think the prophets did something wrong? Look at the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Wasn't he the greatest? Wasn't he the best? Wasn't he the most awesome person ever? Didn't he have to go through so much difficulty when he was stoned and he was bleeding in Taif? Is this what he did to Allah subhanahu wa taala? Did he say, oh, "Oh Allah, why me? What have I done wrong?" Is this what he said, or did he say, "Allahumma inni ashku ilayka dha'fa quwati?" Oh Allah, I complain to you of my weakness. My weakness. He didn't say, Allah, what have I done wrong? So we need to change. So the first criteria in dua is our whole mindset attitude needs to change. We don't, we're not deserving of it. It's not our right. Oh, sorry. It's, it's not our right. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can take. A lot of us when we discuss and we speak to Allah, it's as if we've got a plot in Jannah already. And you know, we think we've got it already. No. So first, being humble and sincere in the dua. Number two, not asking for anything haram. 
In one hadith we find, Allah accepts the dua as long as the two things are not in the dua. Number one, you're not asking for something haram. And number two, you're not asking for severing a family relation. So if you're not asking for these two things, the dua will be accepted. Number three, the third condition of dua. You know, the month of dua is coming. We need to know the prophetic manner of making dua. These are things we've been instructed and taught by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So the third thing regarding dua is not to rush. Not to rush. And there are incidents from the sunnah where we find there were certain sahabi was making a dua. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam entered the masjid and he was making dua. And as soon as he raised his hand, he started to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he said, I want this and I want that. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam addressed him and said to him, you're rushing, you're rushing. And then somebody else came in the masjid and he praised Allah, sent salutation upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And then he made the dua. And then he sallallahu alayhi wasallam praises this individual and says, this is how dua should be made. Do not rush Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't say like, I've been making dua for the last 10 minutes. How come it's not happened? Okay, Prophet Yaqub cried for 40 years and then according to some it was even longer. Allah did accept his dua, it just took time. When the time is right, Allah will make it happen. Sometimes I think you think the time is right, but Allah knows the time isn't right for you. Allah says sometimes you dislike something, but in reality it's better for you. And sometimes you like something, but in reality, in the knowledge of Allah, it's not good for you. So you might want something now, but that thing might not be good for you now. You might not see through it. You might not understand it. Allah knows because Allah is Al-Alim. He's Al-Hakim. He's the most wise. He knows. He will give it to you. But not today. Maybe later on. And if not later on, maybe much later on and maybe if not then he'll give you something even better and you won't realize so another point in dua is not to rush not to rush we do what our bit is is to make dua leave the rest to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allahumma hadal juhd wa alayka tuklan oh allah this is the dua you've told me to make dua i've made the dua i'm leaving the rest to you allah so this is another point in the dua another point to Bear in mind whilst making dua, which we've already discussed, is to have full conviction. Make dua whilst you have full conviction. Why? Because Allah does not accept the dua of a person. There are two things. One is a person who does not have yaqeen in his dua. And number two is a person who's not present in the dua. A person whose heart and mind is absent from the dua. Which is unfortunately a lot of us, Okay, when we're following another dua, so like the imams raise his hands, Allahumma tasama, and we're like looking around, Amin, 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 Amin. You don't even know what you've said Amin for. Okay, he might have prayed for something which you don't even want. Okay, and you're just not concentrating, you're not there. So at the end of the day, it's a conversation. Is this how you talk to somebody? Like you look around when they're speaking to you? And are we speaking about somebody? Is this somebody we're talking to? What is dua? Who are we speaking to? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is this the etiquette? That you just, you know, like this, looking around, just, I mean, I mean, I mean. It, it's a serious thing, it's an act of ibadah. It's the act of ibadah. Ad-du'a'u huwal ibadah. In one hadith, ad-du'a'u mukhul ibadah. Dua is the essence, the core of worship. The, the highest form of ibadah you could get is dua. 
This is the desired outcome of the whole aspect of ibadah. That a person becomes a person who supplicates to Allah. And if this is how we're going to be, then there's no doubt regarding why our du'as are not being accepted. Now, many of us ask this question, how do I know that my du'as are being accepted? So, Sayyidina Abu Sa'id Khudri radiallahu ta'ala anhu, we have a hadith reported by Imam Ahmad in his Musnad. He has mentioned from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam that if a person makes a dua, as long as that dua is not for something haram, and it's not for severing a family relationship, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will either, number one, give you what you have asked for. Sometimes this happens. You've made dua, and Allah gives you what you want. Or, sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removes a difficulty. So He doesn't give you what you've asked for. But instead, He removes a difficulty from your life. Or, number three, He doesn't give you what you've asked for. He doesn't remove a difficulty. Instead, in the hereafter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stores that dua. And He will reward you immensely in the hereafter. To the extent, it says in some of the narrations, when people will pass away, and they will go to the hereafter. When they will see the reward, they will ask, Oh Allah, what action is this? Allah will say, These are the du'as you made in your life. Apparently you didn't see the acceptance of those du'as in the world. Because I accepted them, but in a different way. I stored them to reward you here and the hereafter. This is when a person will wish that I wish none of my du'as were accepted in the world. And all of them were reserved for the hereafter. So... Sahaba, when they heard this, they said, well, now we're going to make loads of dua. We're just going to keep making dua. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, well, Allah is greater than that. No matter how many dua you make, Allah is still going to be greater than that. He can still give you. You can't over overwhelm Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can keep making dua, Allah will keep on giving. He is kareem. He is al-wahhab. You don't even need to ask him. He will give. He's the one. How many things he has given us? Did we ask for all of these things? All of the things we've got now, did we ask for each and everything? Okay, so this is something we need to learn. The month of Ramadan is about to come. It's the month of dua. Let's start getting into the habit of making dua from now. Spare a few minutes every day where you are alone, in solitude, nobody, you and Allah. And have this conversation out with Allah. Talk to Him. Tell Him about your day. Tell Him what's happened. Tell Him your innermost feelings, the things that you want to share with other people. You want to get it off your chest. Talk to Allah. This is dua. This is how the prophets spoke to Allah. Look at the Quran, you will see. They told, they spoke to Allah. They told Allah what's happening around them, what's happening with them, what they want, and how they want Allah to assist and help them. This is the method of du'a taught to us by Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We should always start by praising Allah subhanahu wa taala, then sending salutation upon Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Raising the hands is from the sunnah. Dua can be made without raising the hand as well. At the end of the day, you can make it in your heart. Allah knows everything. You don't have to raise the hands. But if we are at a time when we, we've got, we don't have any other distraction, it's just you and Allah. Raising the hands, this is a from the sunnah. And this is the sign of a beggar. You know, a begging person, he comes to you. And he makes this face as well. We should try and be as modest as possible, as humble as possible. Cry. The hadith says cry. If you can't cry, then pretend to cry. If you can't cry in your dua, pretend to cry. And Allah will soften your heart. So this is how a beggar places a bowl in front of the people passing by. And they beg people. This is the 
essence of dua that we begin to beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for our desires, for our needs, for forgiveness, for His mercy. And we are desperately in need of His mercy today more than ever before. So these are the etiquettes of dua. But brothers, you know for some people, you're not doing this, they can't do it. The arrogance prevents certain people from raising their hands. This is something we should do a lot. To, to remove the pride and the arrogance and the ego. It's hard. For some people, believe me, it's very, very, very hard for them to sit through a dua like this. Okay, they'll sit like that. They'll, they'll do that. Okay, they'll do this. But then to sit in a humble manner, to, to raise your hands like this and to cry. You know, there's a lot of people who can't actually bring themselves to do this. This is a task for me and you this Ramadan. To change our attitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let go of our ego, our nafs. It's time to become humble. It's time to put ourselves down in front of the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we want a change, that is. If we want a change. I make dua Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the ability to make dua to Him as much as possible. May Allah teach us the correct manner of dua. Let us look out for the special moments. There are certain special moments when duas are guaranteed to be accepted. One of them is on a Friday. Some scholars say between the two khutbah. When the Imam stands for the first khutbah and sits. For those few moments, du'as are accepted then. You don't need to raise your hand then. Silently, in your heart, keep a du'a stored. Then between Asr and Maghrib, on a Friday, du'as are accepted every week. At the time of tahajjud, du'as are definitely accepted. After every farah salah, du'as are definitely accepted. At the time of iftar, du'as are accepted. At the time of suhoor, du'as are accepted. Look out for these opportunities. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala definitely accepts the du'a. I end on mentioning... There is one thing, however, that prevents the acceptance of du'a. And that's haram income. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the ability that we'll be making many, many intentions this coming Ramadan to make a change in our lives. One great change we all need to make and think is where does my money come from? We're particular about eating halal. We're very particular about ensuring that we eat halal. But before we eat, where does that money actually come from? How am I earning it? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillah rabbil alam.
الحمد لله الحمد لله الحي القيوم الدائم الذي لا يزول هو الأول فليس قبله شيء والآخر فليس بعده شيء والباطن فليس دونه شيء والظاهر فليس فوقه شيء يقلب الليل والنهار عبرة لأولي الأبصار ويداول الأيام بين الناس وليعلم الله الذين آمنوا ويتخذ منكم شهداء والله لا يحب الظالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أفضل من خاف ربه وصلى فرضه وصام شهره وحج بيته فصلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن سار على طريقهم واتبع هداهم إلى يوم الدين أما بعد فإن الله تعالى فضل بعد الأزمنة والأوقات على بعض وخصها بأمور دون غيرها ومن ذلكم شهر رمضان وعشر ذي الحجة والثلث الأخير من الليل ومن هذه الأزمنة شهر شعبان إلا أنه من الأشهر القليلة التي يهتم بها المسلمون فعن أسامة بن زيد رضي الله تعالى عنهما قال قلت يا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لم أرك تصوم شهرا من الشهور ما تصوم من شعبان قال ذلك شهر يغفل الناس عنه بين رجب ورمضان وهو شهر ترفع فيه الأعمال إلى رب العالمين فأحب أن يرفع عملي وأنا صائم رواه أحمد والنسعي وعن أم المؤمن آعشة رضي الله عنها قالت ما رأيت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم استكمل صيام شهر قط إلا رمضان وما رأيته في شهر أكثر منه صياما في شعبان متفق عليه فذكر المصطفى صلى الله عليه وسلم سببين اثنين لإكثارة الصيام في شعبان أولهما أنه شهر شهر يغفل الناس عنه لوقوعه بين شهرين عظيمين شهر رجب وشهر رمضان والأوقات التي يغفل فيه الناس عن عبادة تعظم فيها الحسنات والسبب الثاني لإكثاره صلى الله عليه وسلم من الصيام في شهر شعبان هو أن شعبان شهر ترفع فيه الأعمال إلى رب العالمين فأراد أن يرفع عمله وهو صائم وأورد أهل العلم فائدة ثالثة في الصيام في شعبان وهي تهية للنفس للصيام لتكون مستعدة للصيام رمضان سهلا عليها أداؤه وقيل الحكمة أن صوم شعبان بالنسبة للرمضان مثل السنن الرواتب بالنسبة للصلوات المكتوبة ويكون كأنه سنة قبلية لشهر رمضان فلنحرس رحمني الله وإياكم على الاقتداء بحبيبنا صلى الله عليه وسلم في الإكثار من الطاعات واجتناب السيئات ولنغتم فراغنا قبل شغلنا وصحتنا قبل سخمنا وحياتنا قبل موتنا وغنانا قبل فقرنا بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بالآيات والذكر الحكيم الحمد لله 
الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد ف أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا ونبينا وشفيعنا وحبيبنا وسندنا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم اغفر للمؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وألف بين قلوبهم وأصلح ذات بينهم وانصرهم على عدوك وعدوهم اللهم بارك لنا في شعبان وبلغنا رمضان إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيدكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون الله أكبر سبحانك الله الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن فعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصلى النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى 
Allahu 
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا ونبينا وشفيعنا وحبيبنا وسندنا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم يا ذا الجلال والإكرام يا ذا الجلال والإكرام يا ذا الجلال والإكرام لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين وإلهكم إله واحد لا إله إلا هو الرحمن الرحيم يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم لا أحسي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ما هو أهله رضينا بالله ربا وبالإسلام دينا وبمحمد صلى الله عليه وسلم رسولا ونبيا الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهذا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لك الحمد ولا نعمة الإيمان ولك الحمد ولا نعمة الإسلام ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار رب ارحمهما كما رب رب يعني صغيرا رب ارحمهما كما رب يعني صغيرا رب ارحمهما كما رب يعني صغيرا اللهم انا نسالك من الخير كله عاجله واجله ما علمنا منه وما لم نعلم ونعوذ بك من الشر كله عاجله واجله ما علمنا منه وما لم نعلم اللهم اغفر لحينا وميتنا وشاهدنا وغائبنا وصغيرنا وكبيرنا وذكرنا وانثانا اللهم من احييته منا فاحيه على الاسلام ومن توفيته منا فتوفه على الإيمان اللهم بارك لنا في شعبان وبلغنا رمضان اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منهم نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شد ما استعاد منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين